Welcome everybody to ATS Voices, where every voice counts. Every voice counts. Every voice counts. Hey! God. There's the There's sunshine. In the house. There she is. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> We're so honored to be able to have some of your time. Oh my gosh, yay. This is so pretty. Look at this background. Oh my God, this is so professional. <laughs> I'm guessing this is Jeff. Jeff did this. Who did, who did this? Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Jeff. Really bad the background. You're the yeah. man, man. He does awesome. We Tina, are blessed your hair to looks so good. technology people on here. Yeah, Tina, did you do your hair different or something? Um maybe <laughs> it looks it looks it looks straight i like it i look a different kind of a different yes way. maybe i had it curled a little bit on river sound cute yeah probably thank hey, you carolyn i see you in the chat but i don't see you your face are you here no we're right you know what we're doing webinar so oh it's different bit, yeah it's a little bit different um just okay. so for recording purposes and whatnot I know you really like connecting with your audience. So it's we're going to do our very best to make sure that that happens. Awesome. Um, we appreciate you coming on. Yes. I'm so happy to see you guys. All yeah. of you. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Yes. Cheers. <laughs> yes. All right. So what are we talking about today? You. Oh, gosh. Me. <laughs> It's, I, your, it's your voice. It's your voice. And so right. what I was really uh, wanting to go after um, today is I was just thinking earlier. So in the beginning, God created you, Charnel, before Dr. Charnel, which most of us know you as, Dr. Charnel Wolverton. I, we want to know who you are and your story mm. leading up to where you're at now and and uh, we'd love for you obviously to promote your book love your book uh the science of miracles uh yes we i i got it finished oh. it uh amazing amazing read um so yeah your journey from in the beginning, in the beginning. to to where you're at i know i know we only have about an hour and a half however um, long you want to you want to go um but um, we will uh yeah okay and i gotta i gotta jump in here because who's boston c i don't remember you from last time who's this guy i i i missed i had an appointment in the city doctor so nice to um to meet you i'm part of the ats team and i just ordered uh your latest book from the amazon jungle so it's not here yet. So I'm I'm looking forward to to digging digging in. Yeah. What's that accent? I, I guess that is Boston. You are. Yeah, I'm I'm in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, but uh, originally from Boston. And uh, you know, you can take the boy out of the city, but it's hard to take the city out of the boy. I right? love it. I think we should all just be us. I'm happy with everybody. Yeah. I love all the accents. I love all the people. Absolutely. Well, I love you, and I love you more that you said that, so thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I worked so hard when I first moved to Charlotte because I lived in Connecticut for a couple of years, so 
I get in, um, I, I moved in 86 and I call my friend, yeah, Bobby, I'm in the car. I'm having a beer. They talk different down here. <laughs> so I work so hard when I moved down here, down to North Carolina, and they talk a little different down here. It's a little Southern here. So I'm a mess, but uh, I, so I, I feel you because I'm a Montana girl in a Louisiana state. That's one of my books. Um, this the spirit, the spiritual things, and the, uh, there's so many cultural differences. And God bless America. We're all so different. Every state could be its yes, own ma'am. country, but literally, God bless America. Let's just start with That's that. That's right. Yes, come on. That's right. Yeah. Yes, and ma'am. and Charles, I am coming back to Louisiana. Yeah, awesome. So I'll I'm, I'll probably be moving back to Pearl River, so I'll, I'll be even closer to you. <laughs> wow, wow, that's super close. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, to answer your question, God, go ahead. Um, so I did not grow up in church at all. Um, my I I do remember seeing my my grandmother read her Bible every morning. Uh, they were Lutheran, my, or she was. My grandfather didn't go. My dad and mom, or my dad was military, so we traveled a lot. Is this what you want me to talk about? <laughs> you want a little bit of the... A little okay. bit of the history. Yeah. And how I got We to just want to know point. you. Let's just have a table chat, you know, just... Uh, okay. It's relationship. Yeah, we're relationship. getting into relationship with you. Okay. We can okay. kind of know who you are, and we can go to your, to your website and know who you are and watch your YouTubes and join your channel, and we want to know you personally. Okay, well, that's kind of scary, but all right. (laughs) My, um, okay, grew up, um, we traveled a lot all over, um, mostly the North America and Europe, um, with my dad's, um, you know, moving all the time. And, um, and when he would go places like Spain, Okinawa, um, Japan, um, not Japan. Yeah, Japan, Okinawa is Japan. Um, where else did he go? He went to Saudi Arabia twice. Um, places that we couldn't go as a family um, because of at the time that was scary stuff happening. Um, we would go move back to Montana, and, and we lived. You know, my mom would, would end up being single for nine months to a year when he would go wherever. So I, we would go back home and live with my grandparents. So my grandparents were a huge part of my everyday life. And, um, especially my grandfather, oh God, I'm not going to cry. Um, because my dad wasn't around and I had issues with that for a little bit, but you know, now as me being an adult traveling, like I do and having to make things work with traveling, you know, now I'm that person. So um, it's kind of flipped a little bit. But anyway, um, moved to when one place we did go is Montauk. And there's some, um, a lot of dark things that happened there. Uh, I was part of some projects that were part of the military having to do with um, time travel and um, manipulating weather, uh, ET stuff. Uh, there's just all kinds of things with that. Um, I know a lot of people claim to be there. I, and I, I think it's funny when people are like, oh, yeah, I was on talk. And I'm like, when? What years? And they're like, oh, no, just like in my mind, there was like a some sort of um, regression or something that they remembered. I'm like, OK, I was actually there. <laughs> I was there. I lived there. I was on base from 73 to 76. Like, this is a picture. Wow. 
So I, you know, I know about how tall the the satellite is. You know, I, I could give you dimensions. I could tell you what they were doing with the satellite. I mean, they were practicing on um, the village there, uh, causing a lot of different things to happen with the weather, as and crime would change. You know, wild animals would all come to the middle of the city, like in a trance state, not know why they were showing up. And then they would turn off whatever they were doing and the animals would go back. Um, they were practicing, wow. they were doing stuff with the barracks on, on the guys on the military there. Um, my dad worked on the satellite and there were, there were several satellites. I don't think he knew at all to this day what was really going on because they're very segmented on, you know, certain people only know certain things. Um, why was I picked? Um, I'm told it's a genetic thing, but it's also like the military thing and also the skin uh, they usually pick thing people who with like Scandinavian or American Indian is a popular one. German is a popular one. Um, both sides on my side are, are Scandinavian and then my dad's the military situation. Um, anyway, a lot of things happened there. And I've always had memories of that kind of stuff, but it's very out of place because it was horrible and also um, interesting. There was a lot of, there was neat things about it, but there was also a lot of trauma involved, which I just got this in the mail, um, Trauma Life and Sarah. Um, I literally just ordered this because I'm still dealing with, you know, Sarah stands for, um, uh sexual and ritualistic abuse and this trauma life is just in general trauma life um but uh anyway they had a chair and they would send people to different time lines different i have memories of being on the moon um seeing israel seeing stuff on the planet things were going to happen I'll come back, give the information and all the way, even to now, I'm still having these things. So I don't know how this is happening. I, when I finally moved to Louisiana and started going to church, if I talked about any of this, they were just like, you know, that anything with crystals, horoscopes, you know, all the stuff that I had been obsessed with. Um, they were like, that's the devil and whatever, you know, are you saved? I was like, what does that even mean? Like a, almost a train wreck or something or, you know, but I also had an encounter with Jesus at four on Easter Sunday in Montana in my grandmother's house. And literally Jesus showed up upstairs and I felt the love. I felt just this unbelievable cellular thing happened and I, I just know knew knew Jesus and no one had to tell me anything about him or what he was about I was absolutely in love with him and I knew he loves me and he loves all y'all and um and I knew I was going to be in some sort of service to the world I, I don't know I, I didn't know what that looked like I just knew I'm gonna I'm here to help humanity and we all are everyone is but to be four and figure that out, I was like, okay, and started telling people, you know, and then um, 
so yeah, um, move when I moved to Louisiana, that was a biggie because I was not used to the South. It was a, you know, I had come straight from Germany, so there was a lot of um, a lot of division racially here still. Black proms, white proms, you know, um, certain areas that you don't go down, you know, go down that street and stuff like like I had never seen anything like that. I had never experienced black and white issues poverty I had not seen that in the places I lived so it was uh, I was called Nazi nigger lover I mean I was seventh grade and they were not happy because I talked to a black person and I, so it was just like whoa like what planet is this um but I had a lady there a little girl there in seventh grade who kept inviting me to church and actually their church burned down one night and they had this big get together at the high school and they had a revival and I don't know I was just in the crowd and the guy did an altar call and I don't even know what the crap was happening I just associated it with okay I remember Jesus I didn't even know the bible I had a statue that my my grandma had given me of, of like Jesus head that I love and I, I wish I knew where it was but I, I just felt like drawn like to get down that aisle and like okay whatever I need to do you know and I don't think that that's how it really happens like I don't think you got to say a sentence or anything I right. do think, I do think there is a feeling in a drawing yes. uh and that is real uh, yes, it doesn't yeah. have to be in that capacity, but um, that that ha happened to be the capacity that happened for me in the way I was introduced to more of of who God is because of that. Um, and of course, you know, I, th I threw away, you know, all my stuff, all my horoscope stuff and cassette tapes, music. They were against dancing. You know, I was like, just whatever. I I was okay with anything just to learn more. I was obsessed with reading the Bible. I, I All I wanted to do was read the Bible. You know, when it got time to go to college and stuff, I, I couldn't think of anything else that I wanted to do except for study the Bible. So I, I went to Bible school and I, I wanted to be in ministry full time. Um, but they told me, you know, you're a girl and you don't have the body parts. They, they brought me in like this meeting, <laughs> sat me down and basically said, you know, why don't you marry a pastor or you could be a missionary in China or something you know, like that makes sense. So, um, but I, you know, so I, I majored in, um, I thought I was going to be a vet for a minute that didn't last because I can't, I couldn't deal with the trauma of the animals. Um, but I, I'm still working with animals actually, but so I went a different direction with wellness and kinesiology as my undergraduate, because I wasn't allowed to major in religion. I had an, un, uh, um, my minor in religion and I was in my mind, I thought I'm going to do this for now. I'm going to go to seminary and then we'll figure it out. Um, so I did that, went to seminary and then I felt called to leave seminary, which I just kept getting this like dreams and things about leaving and I was like good grades love my classes I felt like punished honestly I was like why would I have to do this I felt like it was a test you know you know you know when you got to do something and you don't want to do it but you're like ah oh, if I don't do this like it's not gonna leave my body like you know and it's like oh, and yeah. it doesn't make any sense right it's yeah, like exactly and no one's gonna understand it 
but you know, like you're not going to be able to sleep another night until you just go. And I equivalent, equivalent that to seek you first, the kingdom of God, where's yes. the kingdom. And God. then all these things will be added unto you. It's like, so some of y'all watching, there are some things that you, I'm, I'm feeling from the, from the Lord that there are some things that are, that have been knocking on your door to make that call, go bring that person to lunch, go read this book go write this book, whatever the thing is, like start doing the steps because it's not going to go away and you are missing out on the opening that will allow what's to come until you make that step. And I look at it like a Kleenex box, you know, you pull the Kleenex and the next one comes up, you pull the Kleenex, the next one, you got to pull the Kleenex. I love the cat. (laughs) Love that. So, um, you know, seek ye first the kingdom, then all these things will be added unto you. So I quit and I was, uh, I started having all these encounters. Um, I again was equating this very much to angels and that was my only understanding. And maybe it is angels just means messenger. I don't know who these people are that would show up, but they showed up for everything. They showed up. I say people, they're not people. They're like 14 feet tall and they're like light, iridescent particles, like a hologram. Um, One that comes to me very often is her name is uh, True. I I just named, that's what I call her. Uh, There's another one that's just as tall. He's, he looks more like a male and he is kind of Asian descent, whatever and uh living he's called living and um they have they yeah i I've, I've had missing time i don't know i don't understand everything exactly but there were times where people couldn't find me um or i myself was missing time i, I there was a part where i was um went to bed and it was a rough time and i just remember putting my hands up going like this cannot be the only way there's no way that this is life like I there's just so many bad things going on with what what I was into at that time I just remember crying out to God alone in this room and I'd been fasting and I heard lift up your hands well I had never lifted up my hands because I was Baptist you know I was like we don't do that crazy (laughs) shit Oh yeah. <laughs> but I did. And I lifted up my hands and I felt like honey come over my fingertips and then touched my head, covered my head completely. And I was gone. And uh, I saw a bunch of stuff and I saw Jesus again. And I remember all he kept saying was he was rocking me. And he just kept saying, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And um, I remember my eyes were closed and I saw, you know, have you ever closed your eyes, but you know, there's light. And I I remember my eyes were closed and I'm like, what is so bright? And I, so I had to open my eyes and it was light in the room, which when I first, when this happened, I remember looking at the clock and it was like 820 something, 826 or at, at night. And now it's just light. And I thought, and I looked, there's light from the window. And I'm like, what's out there? 
And I, I got up and looked and it was light in the whole neighborhood. And I was just like, what is going on? How is this happening? And I look at the clock and it's only two, three minutes gone by. And I, was, I felt like uh, dizzy and just kind of like, I felt amped, like, but like kind of <laughs> discombobulated. Um, but so I start walking through the house and I realize it's eight in the morning. It's 830 in the morning, like 12 hours have passed. And um, now I don't know if that was like an ET. I mean, there's been other stuff where I've been missing. I don't know, even recently, there's some things that have happened. So, but this has been crazy stuff going on for a while since I, you know, probably, and I actually remember being in my mom's womb and things were happening then that are kind of dark with, that have to do with the Montauk stuff. So, um, and and they, um, they were injecting me with some stuff then. So I don't know what, what all they were doing hundred percent um manipulating some things or and en en enhancing i i don't know um but so fast forward um i went to work late i worked at a bank <laughs> at the time and the bank was um on this campus of what's his name um He's a big, big old school pastor around Louisiana that used to be on the radio. I think, I don't even know if he's alive anymore. I know his brother was that guy who did goodness gracious, great balls of fire. You know, what's his name? Um, oh, Charlie Lewis. Yeah. What's his cousin it's or Jimmy brother? Swagger. Jimmy Swagger. Swagger. <laughs> right. So thank you. So the, the bank <laughs> office. in Boston. Yeah. Right. So the bank office that I worked at was on the campus. They they had rented out some of their buildings they weren't using and they rented it out to the bank. And I had gotten this job through someone at church and I went to work and I told someone what happened. A, a, a friend, friend of mine that was goes to my church and went to my high school that I could confide in. And she said, oh my God, that sounds like... Um, you must have got baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's what she told me, which I, I was like, what? And um, she was like, you can speak in tongues now, right? And I was like, I don't know. I don't think so. And she said, um, she said, have you ever heard of this lady, Mariah Woodworth Etter? And I was like, no. And she was like, you need to look. Well, we were in the Mariah Woodworth Etter building. Oh, that's so cool. Which I didn't know. So she tells me, you got to study this lady. And then it was lunchtime. I called Domino's and I had just started this job. And I said, they, they were asking for the address to deliver it. And I'm asking the guy next to me, what's the address? And she's, and he said, we're in the, um, just tell him it's the Mariah Woodworth Edward building on, on uh, Jimmy Swagger's camp thing. And I'm like, what? And so I didn't know if there was some kind of transfer there or whatever, but I started studying him and Wigglesworth and, um, everybody <laughs> and got had a dream having to do with um bob jones you know this this lady this dream this lady came to me in a dream and told me you know you need to meet this man named bob jones he's gonna lay hands on you i didn't even know what lay hands was 
I, I was lit, I was like, what? I love this. So I Googled, <laughs> I Googled Bob so Jones and uh, I up came this eBay cassette tape of the fivefold ministry of Bob Jones. Thank God that's the first thing that came up because there's a ton of other ones. Um, but I got the cassette tape and he was talking about the fivefold ministry, you know, apostolic, prophetic, evangelism, pastor, teacher, teacher, you can get in the ear, pastorals closest to the ring, uh, you know, gatherer, uh, the one who goes out further than anyone, points people in the right direction, prophetically, apostolic, holds them all together, fivefold ministry. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and but I wore this tape out. I listened to it and over and over and I would vibrate. My body would vibrate. My hands were already doing this vibration thing that I didn't have anyone to ask about any of this. And, you know, um, I was a part of the Baptist church, but we, we had started a Christian band and we bought an electric guitar. And that was, that was it. We were kicked out. I could no longer work with the youth. Um, we were, we literally got kicked out. And, um, so I didn't have a church and I started going to this, um, non-denominational church now, you know, and, um, and I got hooked up with these people and, you know, that was really scary. You know, I remember the first time I went and everyone was talking at the same time that the pastor would say things. Cause they're all, I'm like, why is everyone talking? This is so rude. Like, cause they would be like speaking in tongues or doing whatever. And I'm like, no one's paying attention to this guy and he's really good. And, but, uh, learned a lot there, but still, you know, wasn't really open for people to talk about ETs or off planet things or, you know, all that stuff. And, um, I did meet up with Bob. I, I was told, um, to go to Alabama and go to this meeting. I, I went to the meeting. I got there at midnight before the, the meeting and I, I pulled up to the church to make sure I would know where the church is. And when I got there, um, there was a pastor and a few people there, I guess, in a prayer meeting. And I was just so excited. They were like, oh, hey, you know, and I said, is this where Bob Jones is going to be? And they were like, yeah, and I'm like, oh my God, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. He's going to lay hands on me. And the guy started laughing and he was like, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. He doesn't really do that anymore. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just saying, and I'm looking at Bob right now. I keep his picture right over my desk and he's just smiling at me. Uh, he just had his, uh, his Valentine's day, day. His yeah. Valentine's day passing, but, yeah, um, that's right. but he, uh, so we go the next morning, I'm on the fourth row. I'm just sitting there and I'm excited. And he's the pastor comes up and says you know he's running late so we're just going to keep doing worship and i open my book to ezekiel um ephesians 3 6 i think it is where it says we're seated and having places is, what is that scripture is it i have to google it or maybe it's ephesians um okay seated anyway i'm going to find it seated in heavenly places Ephesians 2, 6. So I remember looking at this Bible and I was like, it says seated. I kept staring at the word seated. I'm like, that means it already happened. And I'm like, have you ever seen this? I'm telling strangers all around me, behind me. I'm like, y'all, seated. We're already there. Like, what the heck? No one's talking about any of this. No one's ever right. told me we're already there. So, um, 
Next thing you know, he comes walking down the aisle because he was in a vision. That's why he was late. And when he comes down, he basically goes up and he immediately calls me up and lays hands on me. And then he, <laughs> and then he lays awesome. hands on a few other people and then he preaches on Ephesians 2, 6. And one of the things when I go up there, when he did the hand thing, he said, I'm going to put my hands on you and um, you're going to feel something in your finger, your fingers, and you're going to know. And I knew what the fingers were. So, cause I listened to this tape <laughs> over and over a million times and over and over. Yeah. And I knew what I thought that I was, but no one had ever said it out loud. And so we're sitting here and all of a sudden I feel electricity in my pinky finger. And, um, he was like, did you feel that? I was like, no, <laughs> total lie. And, uh, cause I didn't want to, I didn't want that. And, uh, and then he said, did you feel, you know, tr you feel it again? And I was like, yeah, kind of. And he was like, you're a teacher, you know? And I was like, okay. And <laughs> I wasn't very happy to be honest. And I go back, sit down. And anyway, when it was over, I left, I actually went to the bathroom and cried. Cause I was like, that's not what you said. I, I said it like an hour and in my head, just sat in the bathroom and cried. That's not what you said. That's not what you said. That's not what you said. And I left and we had like a break until that night. I went to a coffee shop. And when I walked in, I went to the bathroom a minute to clean up. And then when I walk out, Bob's sitting there with Viola and some other guy in an empty chair and he pulls out the chair and he was like, there you are. We've been waiting for you. And I was like, dude, what the heck is this like teacher business? I literally just quit school. You know, I quit my job. Like, I'm not going back to school to get my teaching certificate. Like, I, I don't even really like kids. Like, this is so, <laughs> so angry. I didn't know what that, I just thought that meant I got to go back and get my master's and go teach some five-year-olds, you know, and that was nowhere in my mindset of what I thought I was going to be doing in the world. Not that whoever's supposed to should. I mean, you, I mean, all y'all need, everyone needs to do what they're supposed to do and be good at it. Um, there's great, great, great teachers. And I take it as a very big compliment now to be called a teacher, um, in a spiritual sense for sure. And, um, but at the time I just didn't understand the language and he, he started laughing and he was like, just stand up. And I said, if you knew what, what it took for me to get you, I was like, I found you on eBay after a dream and he didn't even know what ebay was he didn't even have a cell phone you know it was funny but he was like just stand up so i stood up he said lift up your hands i was like oh here we go and he said i'm going to touch your stomach and when you do you're going to heaven and i was like i didn't even care i was like sure so i lifted up my hands he touched it right in my belly and boom i was gone i, I saw space again i was traveling all over the world and just this in, I don't even remember if I could see my body. I just, I could see it now. Like I, I was just in space and it was really, really, really fast. And all of a sudden I could see the world. And then this big bird, huge bird, I'm talking airplane size, like a uh, golden eagle. And I didn't know what a golden eagle was at the time. So I, he was like, do you see it? Like I could hear him, but I could not see him. And he said, what, do you, you see that? And I said, yeah. And he said, what, what are you seeing? And I said, it's a bird. 
And he was like, what kind of bird? I said, it's a brown bird. <laughs> and, and he said, um, he's like, okay. And I don't know why I knew to get on the bird. I got on top of the bird and the bird started flying me around. I know, whatever. I, I don't know how to explain this, y'all. So I'm just telling like you. Did. Yeah, uh, I didn't even take a drug. I was like, literally, <laughs> I don't do that, none of that, you know. And but it was like, so I am like traveling in space on this bird, and then I see the Earth, and I see lights coming up in different places on the Earth, and I know there's no talking. I just know I'm going to all those places, and I'm going to do things there. And then he says to me go a little closer, go a little closer. I went a little closer and I could see some of the places. And then he was like, okay, you got to come back now. And I was like, oh, no freaking way. And he was like, no, 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 you got to come back. And, and I just started crying because I, I was like, I'm not, I'm not coming back. And uh, the third time he said, you got to come back. Literally, I felt myself land. I don't know how to explain it. But have you ever had that thing where you feel like you fell and you're in, yep. but you're in, you're in your bed and you dream yep. yep. that happened. So, but I, and I'm standing there with my hands still up. There's like 40 people in this coffee shop staring at me. I'm shaking like a leaf and I can't talk and I couldn't talk for hours. Um, they had to carry me out, put me in a put me in the car and they brought me back to the church and they stuck me in the intercessory prayer room upstairs to sleep it off I guess or just I don't know I was just bawling and didn't really understand as soon as I got up there I heard you're just a brown bird that's what I heard and I was like shut up and I heard it again and I said shut up and, it, and I heard it a third time and I said I'm telling you you better shut up and I don't know what that was but I see everything as vibrational and I felt like it was a thing trying to bring me back into that entrainment and take me out of who I am right um so I went back and we finished you know um the conference he introduced me to John Paul Jackson he told me I need to take his classes and stuff and I just went to the very, very first class um, a little bit, a few weeks later after that. And then John Paul actually, he, I mean, the first day I walked in to register, the, the people were like, we want to hire you. I mean, I was just there to take the class and it was Barbie Breathitt and Doug Addison. I don't know if you don't know who they are, but they were working with, Bob, um, with John Paul at the time. And they were sitting at the desk, checking people in and they were they started asking me questions and stuff and I don't remember what and they were like you need to work you need we're going to talk to John Paul you need to work with us I'm like okay so John Paul hired me and I started teaching um hearing the voice of God and some other dreams and visions and things like that and traveled for him all over and um actually went up to Connecticut and a New Hampshire area quite often for training or just to be with them or whatever. And um, about my very my very first trip that I finally was going on, um, I think I was about a year into working for him, but it was my first overseas trip. 
I was on the plane going to Africa and I was so excited because I was like, I've never been to Africa. I'd always wanted to be there. And I heard, don't get too comfortable because you're not going to be doing this very long. <laughs> I was like, here we go again. I felt like, you know, just like the seminary thing. I was like, seriously, because I just got here and I really like this. And, you know, it took a lot to get here. <laughs> Same thing with school. You know, I wasn't, I was married to a man who didn't want me to go to seminary. And he told me you can either get a divorce or seminary, which one? And I ended up staying, um, but eventually he divorced me anyway, and that's how I got to go to seminary. So um, it, it just took a lot to get where I was going, and it made no sense to have to leave in the middle of things. But, you know, for whoever's watching things, th sometimes things are just temporary, and it's just for you to get whatever you're supposed to get that you need for the next thing. You don't have to finish everything. You don't, you, you're not called to always finish everything. Uh, and you don't have to make, I'm a logical person and I like to make sense of stuff and, you know, screw all that. Like no, God doesn't make sense. And, you know, he, and, and I'm sure God makes sense to him or her, but, uh, but he calls us to do things that are perfect. And he knows, she knows, God knows. And uh, who am I to question? You know, I just keep doing what I'm doing. So I, um, got a call when I came back um, from a lady who worked for Patricia King and she invited me to come to Idaho for this conference and she said um, Patricia asked me to call you she said that you had this encounter with Bob and she wants to meet with you because she had a similar encounter with this bird and she would you come so they paid for me to come up there I had no idea what was going on I, I show up this conference and I, she's a very tall woman. She's very like awesome lady. I mean, it, she's a powerful woman and you could sense it just like she, she carries a lot. And, um, I remember, you know, so she called me uh, to sit behind her at the first conference night and she kept turning around, talking to me, turning around, talking to me. And I'm like, thinking, why is she even talking to me? Like, I have no idea what's going on. And she asked me if I would meet with her in between the session in her hotel room, which sounds sketchy now. Um, but I was like, okay. So uh, I went to her, <laughs> but I went to her hotel room and she said, now tell me what happened. And I told her, and then she told me something that happened with her and this bird. And she said, you understand what the bird is, right? And I said, no. And um, she said, well, Bob says that is the apostolic, but um Bob never told me that and she even sent me articles that he had written a long time ago now I know why he didn't tell me because when I got home all shit went crazy because if I had known before it would have been way worse but I had the grace to deal with every word is tested right everything is tested so um she said that she called this bird swift and she said when that Bob had told her when swift shows up you better fasten your seatbelt because things are going to be happening really fast. So I was like, okay, uh, you know, I still didn't really know. Anyway, I, I went back to the conference that night. She called me out with this other girl and basically she had had a, an encounter with Mariah Woodworth Edder, Catherine Coleman and Amy Simple McPherson um, the weekend before. And I had heard of none of them except for Mar Mariah. 
and in this dream or encounter she was given their mantles which mean i didn't know what that meant and so she was told to give them to two people at that conference and that she was supposed to give them to me and this other girl so she says that in front of everybody and prays for me and i'm just like i have no idea what's what this is all about i'm not sad about it um <laughs> when i went home my phone rang off the hook to start going to teach in people's churches and I kind of I kept working for John Paul I was with him for four years but eventually it kind of turned into swift fire which is swift is the bird fire and um yeah um, Paul Keith Davis was a, a big part because he's with Bob all the time I travel with Bob by the way during all that time I would travel with Bob once a month somewhere and I did that for a decade and I would just learn from him. I would sit next to him. I carry his bag, make sure he had water, you know, make sure people wouldn't be mean to him or crowd him or, you know, sometimes Viola wasn't with him and then his wife passed and, you know, I was, he was a very important part of my everything. And, um, so yeah, uh, I ended up going into full-time ministry basically for a while and then I got really sick after years of being on the road, went back to school, felt, I kept having dreams and different nudges to, to um, go back to school, to, to be a doctor, a naturopathic doctor, instead of divinity or theology, what I thought I was going to do, it was just a different thing, which thank God I had the undergraduate and most of my master's to just go straight into my doctorate. They made me take a few things to make up for it. But if I hadn't had that undergraduate, I wouldn't be able to do that. And I'm like, just see how God does. Um, Cause for me, I was mad about it. <laughs> and, and just think if I probably honest to God, wouldn't have started over as a freshman to go get something else and go all the way to my doctorate doing it this way. I only had to do three and a half years versus who knows. And then I had my internship, but, um, that's how I met Dr. Stewart, Dr. Lucky, Gary Young. Uh, you know, Bob had encouraged me with the oils, Bobby Connor. Um, they kept getting prophetic words about these oils being in everyone's medicine cabinet. You know, Bobby got a word in 2010 about the, the negative pharmaceutical um, agenda and how these doctors when their masks came off, there were demons underneath. And he said that the answer was plant medicine. He literally, you know, I have a copy of it somewhere because I kept it and it's in his book, about whatever the shepherd's rod is. Uh, I believe it's 2010 or it might be nine, but uh, he writes all about it. And so I, I felt like I was on my, my path. It was still, you know, I got a lot of pushback. I'm not gonna lie. Everyone was like, what is she doing? Um, is she a witch? Is she leaving the ministry? But again, I've kind of just always followed the tissue box thing, you know, and it's like, if sorry, uh, if you don't get it, I'll just, I don't know. I mean, I'm just going to be me. <laughs> it's like, what else am I going to do? You know, um, because I can't sleep at night when I got those things that I got to do. It's like, you know, it's being, it's being real, it's being authentic, it's living true. And that's what 
you know, one of them, one of the times I had that encounter with, with true and living, it was like, you're not truly living unless you're living true. And that has been, that vibrated through every cell in my body. And it literally took over my life of, of, uh, uh, making sure I'm always in integrity, mind, body, spirit, but that word integration, integrity is, is, is being on exactly where you are supposed to be with the people you're supposed to be with and the time that you're supposed to do it. And any of those things can be off, but they can all be in alignment too. And when they are, it's like magic. And, um, you know, so I've just been on this path now of, you know, really working with I see uh, over a decade with Gary Young traveling with him after Bob passed. Um, you know, I did conferences for 17 years and that kind of all shifted um, into, you know, working at wellness centers and speaking at secular conferences, which the first time I remember someone had asked me, will you come speak at this wellness something, whatever, and I was like, oh, I can't do that. I might accidentally talk about God or something. Cause I was like, I didn't know how to not talk about God. And I was worried too about what people would think. You know, it's like, again, so stupid to think of, to worry about that. Um, but, you know, we all, we hopefully will, we grow out of that. And, but I did go and to the, the literally angels showed up at the back of the thing, started giving me words of knowledge for everybody. It was like 500 people there and I was supposed to be talking about oils, but I was talking about angels and God and this lady up front who I was absolutely terrified of that I met at the airport. She had been talking about chakras and crystals and she had this book about all this stuff. And I found out she was one of the speakers and I was actually afraid. I was like, Oh God, am I going to get a demon? You know, all this, all this programming. Cause I was like, I'm going to be on a stage with this lady. And when I get there first time, like getting my luggage, there she is. And I was like, I literally felt fear. I'm like, Oh my God, this woman, what, what happens if I, if she touches me or, you know, just, I was still there y'all. And, um, anyway, I spoke, she was on the front row and afterwards she came to me and pulled me aside. And she was like, I don't know what's who you are or what you are but will you pray for me so I can do what you do? I was shocked. She had a radio station where she would talk about the new age stuff, what I would call new age stuff and everything. And here she got led to the Lord at this thing, whatever that means. Um, <laughs> and a ton of people just responded. And, um, you know, I've, I've done lots of things in the church and outside of the church ever since then. I kind of feel like a bridge to the church or a missionary to the church a little bit. Um, but I continue now to um, work through working with people with physical stuff, mental, it's all related. Every 86% of everything physical is emotional. So if we can figure out what the root is, whether, you know, um, through technology with biofeedback um, or, you know, this is frequency right here, we're all electric. So everything, crystals you know all this stuff is all electric we're electric everything works together and we just do our thing so this has been so good i i what you just said being a bridge to um you know i a lot of us have come from the church i mean i'm a preacher's kid so 
I've come from the church and the whole religious system and, and fast forward to four years ago when we really, I mean, more than that, but we really started going after a lot of this stuff and the more, you know, the energy and the frequencies and, and the oils and the crystals and all this stuff where we can't talk about any of that stuff in the church as a whole, for the most part. And so I love the fact that this is why I felt like daddy was wanting to hear, let us hear your whole story, or at least in, in the short version um, for this, is because the journey is so important. And a lot of us, you know, a lot of us here in these calls, we're in all the different, you know, the different Facebook, you know, groups that are out there we'll just put it out there but yet there is the majority of the of the church or sons that haven't woke yet they're still they're still living in their own little square box and and haven't pulled the tissue out so to speak and they're they're struggling and and so they can't go these directions yet now we can on this show we've done we've done this show but I, I just felt like daddy was really purposely not fast forwarding us to what you're normally used to talking about like yesterday you were on truth seeker so you know we were on there um watching awesome. watching some of oh, your yeah. stuff yeah, oh, yeah. so so but so we can we can go there but I feel like for, you know, for our audience, you know, as far as ATS voices, bridging a gap is so important because I want as many sons to come alive. I want to be, I want us to be able to look behind us or even, and, and the door is like wide open, you know, and, and they're able to just come on in and come on in and not be afraid of all the the words and and this you know just the beans or there most of the church is still trying to figure out angels how can you talk about aliens at this the same conversation when they don't even know about you know the angelic hosts and all of heaven and and everything that you know papa's kingdom they're so afraid of papa's kingdom and you know father son holy spirit is all they want to focus on and they don't realize there's a whole plethora of beings and, um, you know, amazing creatures and sounds and lights and song. Everything is just happening. So this is really cool that this, our story matters. Our story matters. And, and, and that's why, you know, I really like your book. You know, I've, my wife and I, we've always been, there's, you know, we, we, taught our kids there's power life and death in the tongue there's power in the in the tongue you know um and who we are and tone and and your body language you know is is all is a language it's 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 we're all speaking you know and so for us to be able to hear your story before dr charnel wolverton say on it is so important because it you weren't always doctor although you kind of were because that's where daddy had you but you had to get there you had to pull those those kleenexes and, and all this and so we get to see 
you know, the plethora behind you, you know, behind you is your journey. You look back there, it's your journey. It's the miracles I see in the keto, your book and all the oils back there. And, and you said the picture of Bob Jones is right above you and, and your cat throughout this whole conversation is going back and forth. My cats, you know, that's your journey and that's who you are. And it gives us permission to go on our journey and have these conversations to where, yeah, it may, I'd say, wig us out a little bit. Like we get the whole bump, 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 you know, <laughs> but it's okay. Yes. It's okay. It's just what he said, just what Jesus said. It's okay. It's okay. You're okay. We're okay. Yeah. yeah. And okay is good. And okay is good. Really good. Yes. Yeah, and I, I did pull a card for you guys. This is Super 7. Okay. And uh, Super 7 is also known as the Sacred 7, or the Melody Stone, or the Stone of the Higher Consciousness. It contains seven crystals in one. Amethyst, clear quartz, smoky quartz. Uh, I can't say that word. Coxinite, G-theolite, lepodichrite and rudely quartz anyway this blend of crystals makes it the highest vibration stone uh it brings clarity to mind everyone remember that support to your highest potential super seven never requires to be charged or cleansed the decree is i am consciousness love i am conscious love now and the companion oils are Elemi, Neroli, Cardamom, and Palo Santo. So whoever needs that, take it energetically. Awesome. It's yours. Awesome. If you want to share about it. that real quick, that'd be awesome. One of my friends has a stack of those, and we yeah, went I through have, them. I'm like, these are so cool. Yeah, I have those too. Cool. Which one is the oh. first one you picked? I'm curious. Do you remember? Oh, I don't remember. Should I go pull one? <laughs> so yeah, what I found out is with crystals having frequency and us being frequency, when they come in our field, it changes our field. So we can upgrade and it, you can have the real one and it has the same frequency as these cards. If you can hold this card or you can hold this and pack this around and it's gonna have the same frequency. I don't know how or why. I just found out that that's images carry frequency, words carry frequency. Right. And so I made the cards instead of a book so people can put this like in their backpack or their purse or their car or underneath someone's pillow or mattress for the night or, you know, put it in the kid's lunchbox for the day, whatever they need. Um, but there is major power in that stuff. They're just infused because it's matter. Yep. And they matter because you matter. We all right. matter. We matter. That's right. Right. Literally. Positive vibes. Come on. <laughs> well, Dr. So, Charnel, you're an amazing yeah. book within yourself of your life story. It was it was really interesting to go back. We've been reading the the present chapters of your book, but we were able to go back and listen to you and hear the story of the beginning chapters and as they as they have evolved. And it's been a pleasure 
And why don't you talk a little bit about your about your latest book that we all have copies of that we think is so amazing. And just for listeners that are here or maybe tuning in later can um, know, know about it. Get some information on it. And I so, love the cover. Yeah, um, The Science of Miracles is mm -hmm. basically, um, if you have any negative patterns whatsoever that you're just like, really this again? Um, whether it's like you order food and it comes the wrong way or you keep having weird situations with friends or relatives or breakups or business deals that don't go through or maybe there's a health issue that keeps reoccurring, um, this is a way to get out of that timeline and get in the right time the timeline that serves you the highest and to do it very quickly and um you know there is there's a formula to miracles and that it's very easy once you get it um and you apply it you, and you know you don't just read about it but if you apply it then you'll see miracles and it's it's fun it's fun and easy. I see them all the time. I ha I've had several today already. And it's just, it's just, it's so exciting when you have a life of miracles every day. Amazing. I love it. But yeah, you guys have any questions? I, I could probably stay about 15 more minutes. I know you were wanting to do an hour and a half, but I, I've got to cut it a little bit short. We can do whatever you, yeah, whatever you want. You guys have any questions as far as the, um, the panel? Less? Dr. Charnel, I, I, a thought came to me. I um, spent a fair amount of time at Morningstar because um, I'm here in uh, North Carolina and, and Rick Joyner's place. Well, he's retired now, but, and I did have an opportunity before um, Bob Jones passed ac actually to uh, spend a little bit of time in his house uh, doing a little business with him, which was amazing, right? And so all the names that you talked about, it's amazing the experiences that you've shared. And I was on the periphery just to see all that. And then, you know, like with Todd Bentley and so on, and some of the, the uh, Todd White, I think at the time, and I don't know where everybody necessarily is today. Um, what I feel like there was so much momentum at that time and then it's like the it's like the river just like dried up and yeah. then there is just this and i'm always curious of what happened yeah if had it you know why why did it go away and then and everybody is looking to see the power today and yeah. is it happening but we're just not seeing it can you do you uh, have any insight on that this is so good thank you chris for bringing that up so yes there was a lot of momentum and I love Todd. He's a big part of my journey. We were, you know, kids of Bob's. He was my brother. Um, and I was out, I was at Lakeland for four months. He was, he, I was one of his first calls and he was like, you need to get over here. And I spent four months with him there. And, you know, he messed up like we all do in different ways and whatever. Um, I love him and Jessa and all, all of that. Uh, love Rick. I, in my opinion, I feel like there are powers to be that really 
tried to pull some things um, in 2019, uh, and and you know we all know about the end of that in 2020, and and I think that was a huge like concentrated effort to try to stall a lot of things uh, and to actually bring a whole different timeline in is what they wanted. And it did do some things. It did it did trip up with some things, not just in the church, but with life in general. I mean, there's been so much death. Uh, there's been, you know, the financial system is, you know, gasoline and food and all, you know, I don't, I'm not talking about crypto and all that. Like I, I I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, is there going to be a thing? You know, I don't really care. People can sit there and say, this is going to happen or that's going to happen. And, you know, queuing on and all that, like it's the, all of that scalar waves is like under 50 total garbage. Um, I don't fool with any of that mess because it's an entrainment to keep you off of your timeline. And uh, if you want to talk about Trump, Trump is high scalar. Um, I'm not going to go into politics, but I will tell you I've had dreams about him since 2007. And I knew he would be president. I told everybody, including Lance Walno, who wrote a book about it. And actually, I was invited to meet with Trump in September before he ran. And I didn't, I was in New Zealand and I couldn't make it, but I did write a letter. They asked me to write all the dreams out that I had. And Lance gave them to him. And then I was invited later to go to this other thing, but it was always, a, I'm, I'm going to meet this man. I'm, I'm going to meet this man. And he's a powerful man. He is, this guy is not normal. And neither are his friends. Um, and, and that's the high, a very high compliment in the highest compliment sense of when I say not normal. Um, right. Um, anyway, I think the whole thing backfired. I think they got some. They took a little. We took a hit. And, and it cost lives. Oh, I'm so upset about that. But they overplayed their hand. Because what happened is while everyone was stuck in their house and losing their jobs and losing their families and getting divorced and committing suicide and all of this stuff has caused everyone to sit at home and research because they have nothing else that they can do except for watch Netflix or learn. And it's caused a lot of people to leave jobs they hated and start something they love. Uh, it's caused a lot of people to be able to be at home and change that dynamic, which is a whole different thing. And I think there was about a two-year period where people were literally just well, indulging in Netflix rumble, bitch, you, truth or whatever. It birthed a whole new group of people who were the news now. Some of it was false. Some of it was misinformation. Some of them was straight up lies, but there were a lot of truthers, like actual truthers. And um, it was a spiritual, I believe a lot of people have had this spiritual awakening in the middle of all this, of like, right. what are we here for? What the heck? You know, um, I was going to say something else, but last time I said that, I was like, shoot, sorry. So um, 
<laughs> Talking about, I, you know, some words just don't feel the same as that word. Sometimes that word is the only word that feels like the right word to say. So Language <laughs> is conveyance of meaning and i feel relief means- when i use that word sometimes you know it's like but anyway <laughs> i feel like i feel like that's her codependence in my opinion i'll say it differently i feel i'm gonna do it again i'm not codependent okay. i see that they overplayed their hand and it has backfired and people are starting to study more about actual medicine versus pharmaceuticals People are looking at politics differently. People are looking at all of this stuff differently. Some of them still completely asleep, but a lot have woken up even after they've gotten one or maybe a a two. Then I've I've actually had people who got one or two and they're like, I'm not doing anymore. That's so stupid. I'm like, well, okay. I probably, probably should have started out that way. But if it works for you now, great. Um, people seeing the the side effects of all that, um, people watching and hearing about all the under underground shit that's going on, all the trafficking that's going on, um, all and, and even this like ET thing now with the with the balloons and stuff, you know, I don't know what's a just you know, a lot of this is just a distraction because they're doing things like over here where they're like, look over here. Right. Um, so, but I think people have gotten sharper in their discernment over this season. And, you know, um, that's just my opinion. Uh, and as far as the momentum, it has taken the people who were leaders off the platforms of this like celebrity bullshit that was going on in the church. And it, and now I'm seeing with this thing that's even happening at the, at, at, I just heard this yesterday because I know a lot of these guys. I, I I ran with these guys for 17 years, and they're all biting to be on the platform at this place, and they're not allowed. And I think it's hilarious. I I love these guys, but they want to go control it and or be a part of. I mean, maybe they don't want to control it. They they want to be a part of it. Maybe some maybe some of it's innocent, but some of it it's a boost in their uh, a re uh surgeons of their careers you know of their book selling of their you know because i'll be honest a lot of these people i went and spoke at their conferences with them and i was like i'm going home and burning all your shit because i don't ever want to hear your voice again or read anything that you've written because you are not the same person on the platform as you are in the green room and i don't like that so um it's removed everyone from the platform it's giving everyone the same playing field where anyone can start a YouTube and share the gospel and share God's love. And, and even if you got five followers, like you're, if you're doing your purpose, th- I, that's what I think happened. And there is momentum. It just looks different. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. Thank you. That was awesome. Yeah. It, it, it's momentum, but, but it's not seen in the same way. It's just not see, yeah, Eric, it's like there aren't the 12 guys and girls that you see on the Elijah list saying all the things because every one of you have a voice, right? Every one of you are a special being called by God to do only what you can do. 
only what you can do in the way that you do it with the people that you do it. There's no other person that can do what you do. So stop trying to be like anyone else and stop trying to look up to anyone who you think is better. It's just retarded. It's, it's not <laughs> yes. supposed to be. And yes. do we have people that help us, you know, along the way? Absolutely. <clears throat> I have accountability and I have people that I love and people that I call when I'm having issues. And, you know, do we need that community? Yes. That's why I love this community. That's why I have my community in, in our group. That's why we meet regular, you know, um, but it's not that everyone, ha- it's not that that celebrity thing anymore. It's, it, we all have a piece and it's a level playing field because even with like movies, music, books, think about it. You can publish a book on your own easy. It's normal for people to do yep. that now. People make yep. their own freaking music by hitting the record button and, and uploading it to Apple, whatever. Now you don't have to have a signed contract with, you know, a book deal anymore or a music label anymore. Right. You don't even movies, people are making their own movies in their house or whatever. And they're doing great. You know, they're starting their own channels. They're doing groups like this, you know, before we, we just waited on those guys to do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. And now God is like, no, you, you, come on, you're the guy guy we've been waiting for. You're the girl that you've been waiting for. It's not out there. It's in here. And when you, when we connect with God in us and remember that God is in every trillion of cells in our body and that we are radiating God everywhere we go. And that is in our field everywhere we go. And that people can be ignited everywhere we go just by walking around in love and, and radiating love. You know, some people's field I've tested 20 feet out. That means everywhere <laughs> that person walks. That's they, so cool. You know? Come on. Yep. So I mean, like today, before I was with you guys, went to go get my car washed. Didn't see this dude. Apparently I cut him off. I feel terrible about it, but when I pulled up to get my gas, he pulled up next to me, and he says these words, big, big, towering, uh, could have been a scary situation, and he says to me, uh, I'm completely, like, oblivious, didn't realize I did anything, I was just driving, not paying attention, and um, he says, good thing I don't have road rage, that's what he tells me, kind of mean, actually. And this is before I got on with Yum. And I said, um, I said, what? And he was like, yep, no road rage today or something like that. So I, I peek around the gas thing. I said, I'm sorry. I don't even know what you're talking about. And he said, I was waiting in line to get right here and you just pulled right in. And I said, oh my God, thank you for saying something because that gives me the opportunity to at least explain. Like, I didn't even see you. I didn't, I wasn't paying attention. Uh, I'm please forgive me. And I, I said, and, and I stuck out my hand and I said, um, I said, I'm sorry now, uh, please forgive me. And he said, oh, he said, I'm Timothy. He said, what do you do? And I said, <laughs> I was like, I always don't know how to answer that. And I said, oh, I'm a naturopathic doctor. And he said, um, what, what kind of doctor? And I said, doctors that don't use medicine. And he was like, oh, okay. And I said, what do you do? He said, I work at a bank. And anyway, we just started talking. And this guy was like, 
God was trying to be intimidating and scary to me at first. And it turned into we're chumming up, hanging out, like whatever. I finish up with the gas. I start walk, I start driving away, and I literally, literally feel his love. I he he switched instantly enough to that I had to drive back and roll down the window. And I said to him, I just need to thank you because I was having a rough morning and you just made my whole day and I feel your love. I literally feel you. And he started crying and he said, can I pray with you? And I said, yes. Wow. And he grabbed my hands and he started praying for me in the gas station. And then I prayed for him. And then I cried all the way home back to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. And I'm just uh, like, that's what I'm saying. Miracles, like, this is this this is what we do. Like, we are just lights in this, like, meat suit, space suit. You know, sometimes in a car or in our spaceship. <laughs> you know, sometimes walking around. But we all have this, like, field of light that is igniting if we are aware and choosing. And... You don't know who you're talking to. You don't know what they're yes. going to you know what you're igniting. You don't know, you know, especially in these last three years. I mean, I I get the consultations and I hear the stories of what people are going through. It is rough. Yeah. We have got, to, we are born to love. I am born to love. I am preconditioned. Pre, I said it yesterday. If y'all watched it, I'm, that's why I'm here. That's why you're here. And we get to do this. We don't got to. That's right. Come on. We get to. Yep. You get to. Yep. I did watch it twice. <laughs> it <laughs> took me a awesome. minute trying to trying to grasp some of it, but I love the awakening. I love the awakening that God's children are finally coming. That it's not God that turns everything around for the good, but it is us that we are able to participate in the creation of turning all things for good. And that's what happened to you at the rest, I mean, at the gas station, that's what happened to you. There could have been bad, but you chose to turn it for good. And then people are sometimes shocked. They're really shocked when we have that attitude and how it leads to such a much better, sweet solution. It becomes the perfect dance. I had recently had a situation where someone thought I was going to react totally different, but I went in and I acted out of love and compassion and honor and respect. And that person should have known that that was me. That's what I want to operate in. And when I did, it had a very beautiful, sweet ending. And that's what we're being changed to. We are changing everything that we choose to change around for the good. Yep. Yep. Because all things work for those who love him. And I love right. him. And you love him. So even when things look scary, sad, um, hopeless, it's for you. If, if we could just remember everything is actually for us. That could, I mean, I've had some things happen since the first week of December that have 
that have been the most incredibly just painful things that could ever happen to a person. But I'm seeing now like the importance of me going through that. And so for anyone going through whatever, you're going to get through it. We're getting through it. The only way through it is is through it. You can't dance around <laughs> it. You can't hide around it. You can't pray it away and stay in bed. And, you know, I mean, there's been some dark, dark, dark nights. I, I would I would say if John Paul was here, he would tell me. If Bob was here, he would say, Bob would say it was like, a, I forget what he called it, with the eagles lose all their feathers. Um, um, the molting. The molting. Uh, I'm, I'm there. And so, so are a lot of people. And John right. Paul would call it a dark night of the soul. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually do some videos on that. Okay. But I feel like after being with Dr. Lucky yesterday and him pinpointing some things, um, we broke some contracts. There was some ancestral stuff. And immediately, I mean, I'm already feeling different. Um, and this is what we all get to do. Like, uh, now now that I'm different, I can share my story and explain and help someone else get out of that. And yes. we use all of it, all the pain we use to help, you know, if if we choose. Or we can just hide it under a bushel and watch Netflix. <laughs> but I love all y'all. And I appreciate every one of you who are doing all of this and and just the energy of all y'all and the love and um, the, the experience of, of being able to be with you guys again and look forward to another time, another place somewhere out there doing things. Hey, we love you too. Love you too. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Eric, don't forget yes. to send me your stuff. I know, I know. I almost got to it yesterday. <laughs> um. Hey, before we jump off here, uh, just wanted to mention, if you guys uh, want to trade into Dr. Chanel, uh, go to AboveTheSun.io and click on the trade button. And anything that comes in today, we're going to trade into her. And, ah, uh, you guys are so sweet. That is so sweet. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that. We're okay. big fans of trading. Yeah. There is a true thing to that. That's right. There is. It's in your lap. Cute. Yeah, we don't want to leave this on the table and not trade into it. Oh, yeah. Yep. Press down, shaking together, running over, over. and in your lap. I think right. there might be a little something about that in that book. Yeah. <laughs> now looking for That's that right. commanded blessing. Want that so, commanded? Forget the thirty sixty. Now I want the commanded, the big deal. So uh, I'm keep. Who is um? Okay, hold on. Let me. Uh, this is. I gotta say this. Let me. I gotta look up something. Ronnie. Um. Who's Iron Man? Who's the guy who plays Iron Man? Ronnie Tony Stark. Stark. Tony Stark. But what's uh, 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 um, Robert Downey Rob Jr. Robert Downey, Downey Jr. Okay, so. Well, Chris, something with the not Rob. What not not the Iron Man dude, but his is it his dad or his relative? Um, Downey Jr. had a talk show. Down, is there another Downey? There, that's not a junior. Oh gosh, 
You're supposed well, to not, do not that guy, not that Robert Downey Jr., not that guy. That was like um Jerry Springer. What, what was that Robert, guy? Is his name Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah, he's like, yeah. Okay, who is that? Let me look him up. I, no, that's the that's the kid. There must be a dad. His dad had had a show. Somebody well, put what Morton I'm seeing Downey. is a big platform, Chris. I don't oh, know. Morton Downey. Morton, Morton. Morton, okay. that's it. Yeah, so Morton. I don't know what Morton means. I don't know what any of this has to do. Okay, talk show. It's more and a ton. Morton, you got more well, coming okay, and a go. ton America. coming. And it's Morton Salt. I wonder what is um what is it's coming down. <laughs> When's your birthday, Chris? Uh, June thirtieth. June thirtieth. Interesting. No way. Moon child. You are kidding me. That's my grandson's birthday. That's my grandparents' anniversary. And that was a big part of me yesterday having to break all these contracts with that date. Ooh. Interesting. So what's the parallel? I don't know, but look up Morton Downey Jr. Um, my feeling is there's something going on similar, maybe not the bad trash talk TV stuff, but maybe the platform level of what you're supposed to be doing. What do you do now? I uh, retired about a year and a half ago. I retired early. You're um, refiring. I'm refiring, my lady. Yes. Refiring. Hallelujah. I have been thinking about we need a better word for that. So tell a vision. I feel like we've been trying, we've been getting him to wanting him to get in front. Let me look, been telling them. I'm going to look up Morton meaning. Meaning. What does that mean? Town yep. on the moor. Doesn't make sense. We'll just go. I like the, I like whoever said more and it's on. Who said that? Perfect. Jedi master. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so do that. I really feel that. Um, my head said no, but I'm saying yeah. Whatever that is, look it up and see see if okay. anything resonates. But that's what keeps something with that for you. And then um Mr. Mr. Paul Jedi guy, there's um there's a dude that was at Lakeland that is some that is familiar to you guys have a familiar call, but I cannot remember his name right now. And I'm going to find it. But he has traveled to a lot of places like New Zealand and, and Australia. Have, have you ever felt to go there? No. 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 I'd love to, actually. That would be fun. Okay. Well, oh, heck I feel, yeah. I, I, feel, I have connections there. I feel like there's a there's something there in those two places. Uh, also, this like this person, uh, big healing ministry. I mean, uh, you have your field is full of code healing. I mean, it is you. You're a walking healing machine. So you know, don't forget that when you're walking around, when you're talking to people, your words, everything. You could be healing people just straight with your words, with your touch, with your prayers, remote. Uh, there's a lot of, um, I don't know if you've looked into remote viewing, but I could see you using that as a tool to even do like surgeries far away. Um, That's cool. Come on. There's a guy named um, 
Adam. There's a DVD on Amazon called uh, A Boy Named Adam or A Guy Named Adam. And he's a 16-year-old kid who, when uh, the astronauts were out in space, there was a dude, I guess he had cancer or something. And this kid was 16 years old in Florida and he would do surgery on the astronaut like remotely and cured his cancer. And I feel like you have that. I mean, we all do, but there's something with you that's like extra. On You're that. definitely speaking my my whole language. Yeah. So no, what I, just... I even see like you doing um, like a, a, a being on the phone or on speaker. And this, and this is how I can see you. I can see you going like, like this, like you, like, like you're a surgeon with your hands moving energy somehow with the body of a physical person, moving things back to order and bringing harmony in the body. And like the, they may or may not feel it, but you're able, you're really good at that. And I would start practicing if you're not already. I've already, uh, yes. You're actually reaffirming so much, so much. Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, they're laughing because this is exact. We talk about this a lot. Okay. Yeah, and I've just been asking Daddy about some of the stuff. And, ah, yeah. So, and with Jeff, uh, <laughs> think about Jeff. Some people real right brain, some people real left brain. Jeff is exactly perfect, both. Mm-hmm. That is unusual. Yeah, we know that, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> so high, high intuition levels, like very, very in tune. Um, you're going to start seeing more dreams and visions like you've never had before. Um, oh, he sees it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but also just this high level tech, you know, math. And I see all these equations, like not like you sit around and do math equations. But it, when I see code like that, it's usually like an engineer mind. And most engineers don't have a right brain at all, but you, you're, you're like really amplified on both sides. So. Big brain. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Cool. All right. I know you guys got to go. <laughs> well, it's more you. We're just wanting to respect what you have going on. Right. Tina, do you, can I do anything for you? Can I help you? What's, is there anything going on with you? I'm just seeing this in a car and I don't know where we're going, but we're taking a little trip. I don't know how far and I don't know if it's in the natural or in the spiritual, but I I'll look forward to it, whatever way it happens. <laughs> nice. Shoot. Oh. That sounds fun. I like it. It's probably real. I'm going to start doing some um, live events again. So we'll maybe you guys can come visit or something, but Awesome. God bless you all. And uh, is there any way I could get a copy of this? Yes. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> and you'll I'll get a copy it. of River Sound as well. We're just running a little behind. Okay. I'm running a little behind. It's on me. That's, okay. yeah. Well, Debbie, Deanne, uh, Lisa, all y'all. Who else is here? Carolyn's still here. I'm going to commit. Golden Noodle, who's Golden Noodle? Um, Joy, is Joy your other half? Or is that you, Paul? That's me, Joy Jedi, yep. So um, I'm committing to 
sending you guys all prayers by name. And we'll just we'll take where that this, where this goes. Carrying you in our hearts. Yes. As well, my lady. And just not worried. Right. But yes, we so appreciate with, you. With, Thank with, you. In, with intention. Thank expecting you so much. Um, good outcomes. Yes. Thank you so much. God bless y'all. Absolutely. Bless you. Carolyn, I love you so much. Can't wait to talk to you soon. All right. Y'all have a good one. All right. Thank you. Thank love you. you Thank you, everybody who was on today. We love you and appreciate you guys. And we'll see you next time around. Fine. All right. Love you. Bye. Much Bye. love. Bye,